You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad, talking about an HBO Max original exclusive thriller. The Girl Before. A woman suffering a great trauma decides she wants to start over and get away from the house where she experienced this trauma and finds that this architect, Edward, has built a very, what's it called? There's nothing really much in it, very minimalist type of home. But not just, yeah, like a postmodern minimalist uh environmentally friendly i'm assuming house it's got a kitchen a bathroom um and everything is you would help (laughs) (laughs) too minimalist this is where you would dig your hole to make your business all in one room the house is entirely automated with cameras uh, a creepy surrey type of alexa voice that plays music for you and also asks you a bunch of existentially crisis-inducing questions. Like, if you saw a baby on a railroad track, would you <laughs> ask it its name? Like, I don't... What, what is that? So she decides to live in the house and finds out that someone else lived there before her and was murdered! <laughs> and that's where we get into the thriller. Two performances about the woman... Gugu Mbathra playing Jane and the woman before who lived in the house, Jessica Plummer as Emma, David Oyelo as Edward the architect, and a mystery that binds them all together in grief, self-discovery, and maybe a little bit of sexy times. Mm-hmm. With me to talk about this today Every house, of course, needs a garden, and there's no lovelier flower than roses with us today. Hello. And, of course, we also have the beautiful and very charismatic Gina is with us today as well. Gosh, Heidi Ho there, neighbor. Thank you for that intro. What'd you all think of this uh, sexy thriller? Um... I liked it quite a bit. Uh, the The way that it kind of went along and the things that were ultimately revealed once I found out that it was based on a book, it made a lot more sense that things happened the way they did because it, it felt like a book. Um, it was pretty good. And how about you, Gina? Absolutely not. I'm sorry, Rose. You, you are such a beautiful person, <laughs> but I'm going to have to get you off the island. Um, <laughs> so I didn't dislike this series. Um it actually gave me the same feeling I had about Archive 81 or 88 or whatever that is on Netflix, where these aren't bad, 
but it's also I don't know I feel like something was missing I also felt like this was released in the wrong time like I felt like this was this should have been released when Twilight came out it gave me very much just like this weird early 2000s like romance Mm -hmm. kind of like mystery I don't know it was just like I'm not a 45 year old you know mom who lives in suburbs and doesn't have sex with her husband so <laughs> this doesn't really like tantalize me much but it was it was fun for the ride I mean the mystery part of it if it wasn't for the actors I'll say that if it wasn't for I'm not going to try to pronounce their names because I am black and I'm just not going to do my ancestors like that um, so I'm just going to be quiet and say the actors but the actors did an amazing job um, oh, yeah. and I think that's why I, I stayed with it the entire series but I didn't necessarily hate it but yeah, it just felt like something was missing, and I just couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. Yeah, in, in a lot of cases, the the people didn't act like, like real people would, which, again, is, is where that book sense comes in, where sometimes they, they act or react the way they do, just more in service of the story or the drama it can create, rather than, you know, if you were in the situation, you'd be like, what the hell? Absolutely not. <laughs> No, absolutely. And a lot of these thriller narratives are so hard to adapt because a character approaches her laptop and types at the laptop. And while the character is doing this, we see her inner thoughts, her inner feelings, her inner monologue, anxiety. And with a TV show, these characters have to whisper to themselves and say how they're feeling because, you know, we can't trust the audience to get it. But I think that uh, Gugum and Bathra especially is able to express a lot of her emotions with just her movements, the hands or a twitch of the eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated the performances a lot to carry that thriller narrative. But what was kind of exhausting was all the red herrings. I read a lot yeah. of thrillers, you guys. Uh, so right away, I was already kind of just, that's a red herring. That's a red herring. Oh, a creepy guy who works in your office? Probably a red herring. We already got three red herrings and we're in episode one, guys. Calm down. For real. <laughs> him as the architect, everything about him seems fine, but everyone around him kind of acts like he's this huge raging asshole and I don't know if I didn't buy it because I'm easily tricked or fooled <laughs> and David is a gorgeous man or if, like you said, if something was just kind of missing. Now, this is a spoiler-free review. Maybe he did something evil. Maybe he didn't. Ooh, mm-hmm. not going to get that answer here. But was the mystery enticing at all to either of you or were you just in it for the just great acting and monologues. Uh, yeah, I think more so the the latter. Um, it, the abundance of red herrings and kind of dragging out, even though it's only four episodes long, and in a lot of places it really felt dragged out. And so, yeah, I I kind of lost interest with the mystery. Um, and once things did, you know, the the answer was finally revealed. I was just like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I guess so. That's what's happened. Why, yes. Why did they have a hard time figuring that out? Yeah. You know. It's and I okay. So I'm gonna say this, and I'll preface it with: typically, I hate when people say this about films because they're not real. <laughs> but mm-hmm. there does need to be a certain amount of logic and realism 
uh, that I felt like just didn't really come through. Like I knew I was watching, you know, something like a True Blood or Vampire Diaries almost. Like it bordered on the line of a little bit soap opery, but not really. So the mystery part of it isn't really a mystery because they already told you who did it in the closet with the hammer. You know what I mean? Like we already know the person. They gave it away pretty earlier on. So I was just quite confused as why they were trying to make me believe something else. It wasn't much of a mystery. And then it was also just like the consequences for their actions just wouldn't line up in real life. <laughs> I don't care how much money you have or, you know, how much of you of an architect you are in your community. Like it was just, I don't know, at certain points it just seemed a little a little too unbelievable in a bad way yeah there there are certain things you, you find out he arranged to happen yeah. or, or just you know whatever it's like no one would that wouldn't mm -mm. Right. Yeah, he had like the joker's luck from the dark knight to get all of that yeah right. just organized together exactly <laughs> i mean i don't know it's it was a guilty pleasure for sure though because i again yeah. how you said bradley it's it's the performances honestly that really make this as watchable as it can be um, because you, you just start to get invested in in their emotional like acting choices and their motivations even if they are a bit shallow but yeah if it wasn't for the acting I wouldn't feel any form of sense of tense thriller that I was getting um, but I feel like the I don't know the other actress name the first person who moved in there but she was really good too. That was a uh, yeah, Jessica Plummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was real. I enjoyed her performance as well. She was yeah, she yeah, was, she surprised me. She she gave more depth to that character than I think it was actually written. Just oh by yeah, her, for oh sure. yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. She really rocked that role. So and no, it's funny. They both um, there's a therapist that that kind of rotates between these three characters named Amanda or her the therapist's name is Carol and it's played by Amanda Drew and she would start to analyze and do her therapy on these characters and they would be like but this mystery and I would be thinking no no don't talk about the mystery these <laughs> these discussions about overcoming traumatic yeah. situations is so much more interesting than but what's Edward really doing on his business trips? And nobody talks or sounds like that. Yeah. It's just being silly. But yeah, like I, I want to hear more about your feelings. I don't really care about this mystery. I'm so sorry. I think one of the things that may have added to its kind of overindulgence and its own sense of mystery is kind of a unique case here in terms of who created it. Because it's based on a book. From, of the same name and plot and everything that was written by the director of this miniseries. So I, I don't think there was anyone to tell him no. Yeah, and I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I also felt like this wasn't, I don't think this was filmed in America. So no, definitely wasn't. It has that like BBC feel to it, but it lacks the actual quality of a BBC show. So <laughs> my brain was a little confused, but I believe it you know aired on one of the, the BBC main channels first a couple months ago. And then HBO Max got the uh, American streaming rights. 
It was like we a got the series directed by Lisa Brumman. And uh, a lot of writing credits for the episodes went to J.P. Delaney. Okay, yeah, that, that's the guy. He is a novelist. Mm-hmm. And Marissa Lestrade helped with writing the episodes as well. But that's always a struggle, as I said before, when adapting thrillers. I even thought Gone Girl was boring because <laughs> I read the book before I saw the movie, mm-hmm. and that's on me. Well, before we get into our final thoughts, would either of you live in this kind of house? Uh, not under the guidelines that, that came with it. Uh, and normally that kind of house isn't super my jam, but if it was presented to me to live in without all the weird stipulations, I would. But as given in the show, and no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, Such crazy stipulations. Uh, I actually would, but I would only live there short term. So yeah. I would probably do that if I was doing a project in that city and I needed a place like set like an Airbnb just for like three or four weeks. But I wouldn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to live here as if it's a regular home like that you're renting. This would definitely be a short term lease. I didn't even see a lot of problems with what he had. It, it, I would just have to treat it like a hotel. You know what I mean? Like, it's not mine, you know? So I have to sit up here and act like it's somebody else's because it is. But, I mean, the way rent set up out here in these streets, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to have a, a, a tenant. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'd enjoy living there. But 18 hours tops, we'd probably get kicked out and be explaining, I don't know where they got the markers. I don't know where the little <laughs> one found paint and how the oldest one broke the tree and crashed through the kitchen with it. I don't know. I, I, and he'd be like showing me the video and I'd be like, well, that's kind of on you. Cause, you know, I mean, I'll. I'll pack my bags and go, sir. Goodbye. With me, I would be like, well, you didn't say there was anything about putting electrical tape over all these cameras you have everywhere, so that's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the weirdest question was, if you remember them? Because the house asks questions, almost like the trolley experiment. Would you pull the lever to save a baby or three old people playing <laughs> dice? I don't know. I think one of them was like, do you get upset when you don't get your way? And I hate questions like that because th- there is no yes or no answer. Like it, ultimately, yes is the answer, but not in every situation. <laughs> yeah, don't make me feel bad about not getting my way, stupid house. And, and there was that that one kind of funny point when um, what's her face? She was getting the questions again, and she did what I would just do and just tap yes repeatedly to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would probably get kicked out for not following the rules well enough. <laughs> Let's head into our final thoughts. Uh, Gina, won't you lead us, please? Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, if you guys missed the old school uh, Hallmark <laughs> sex thrillers, <laughs> or, that, or if you watch OWN, uh, you know, and you're in the upper demographic and you have a bottle of wine and a Sunday to spare... Sure, go ahead and sit down and watch The Girl Before. Uh, the performances from all the actors are amazing and captivating. It's one of the strongest points. The cinematography actually is really beautiful in here. It's a it's a beautifully shot film with a lot of beautiful people, but with beautiful things, they can be shallow, and that's pretty much where the flaws are when it comes to character development and just how 
I guess, intricate this mystery could have been, but it wasn't really. So, yeah, I enjoyed it, though. It's a guilty pleasure of mine, but I don't think I'll stick around if there's a season two. Um, and I probably should read the book. I might have more fun. I'll give this a three out of five times. Uh, I would have felt uncomfortable <laughs> with all those cameras in the house. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna say why, but I'm pretty sure you can you can figure out why. Yeah, <laughs> they are everywhere. <laughs> he would be like, "Really, Gina? Everywhere? This is you? You do this in every room? You know?" And it's like, "Bro, why are you watching me? You know?" Mm. Yeah. Just trying to break in the room. Yeah, right. Mind your business. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rose. Um, this this is very much an airport book. I mean, there there's not a ton of substance to the story, and only just a little bit to the characters. That itself, like you said, is made much better by the strength of the performances. Um. I think probably it, its biggest strength, though, even beyond that, is just the visuals. I mean, this is one of the nicest looking things I've seen in a while. And they, I don't know if this was in an actual location or they built these sets or what, but every time it was just scenes in the house, I was just sitting there kind of drooling because, you know, I'm an architecture person. Um, but yeah, ultimately, this this was not a a big deal. It wasn't a big blip on my radar. And honestly, when I first watch the trailer i guess i didn't watch it well enough i thought it was going to be like a more of a sci-fi kind of like a, a time twisty kind of thing and so i went into it with that mindset and when that became apparent that wasn't the case i was like oh um but yeah it's it's interesting i guess and like you said gina it's a good way to kill an afternoon so with that in mind uh, i would give it also, three out of five ridiculously strict rules that no human being would agree to follow <laughs> in exchange for a roof over their head. Oh, Rose, yeah. that sounds like all of my ex-relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, a thriller that doesn't thrill me, at least not the mystery part of it, because, man, there's so many beautiful people in this. Mm. They're so close and they old hands it's saucy i mean i'm not a 45 year old housewife either but as far as the actual story goes i didn't care for this mystery at all i should have i don't know what i was missing their actual lives before the big whodunit happens was so much more intriguing to me and i love the performers in that every single one of them mm -hmm. and it's a small cast too because i think there was a lot of covid issues at least while this was filming should have looked more into that to find out for sure but yeah gugu david and jessica as the three leads wonderful and amanda drew with a very good supporting role as a psychiatrist mm -hmm. i love that about this story so i'm gonna give this let's go six out of ten Broken teapots that I guess had a lot of sentimental value, but I didn't even notice that teapot until it broke, you guys. 